Hello and welcome to the Sunday stream. This is Mike Savage, the Resonate Community Church's Student Ministry Director. I'm so happy to be with you today on Sunday, November 8th, 2020. If you're watching this for the first time and it's the earliest time possible, you're watching it around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday night. Otherwise, you can pick this up anytime throughout the week. We share the Sunday stream in a variety of locations. We, we share it on the student ministry webpage at resonatecommunitychurch.com. Find students, scroll down there. You'll find our devotions, our devotional and uh, replays of the Sunday stream. You will also find this on our Resonate Student Ministry YouTube channel. And also this is available via podcast uh, for you. Um, on all the typical podcasting platforms. So, so glad you're joining us today. We have a, a little, a slightly different format for the Sunday stream this week. The Sunday stream is going to, of course, include the content that um, we talked about on Wednesday. For those of you listening on podcasts or those listening here, if you are interested in not necessarily watching the lesson over again, no problem. It is about the final 15 minutes. You'll probably notice this Sunday stream is a little bit longer because I'm gonna dig down a little deeper into the, some of the content that we studied on Wednesday night uh, before we get back into the orange curriculum. Uh, the series we're starting is called Vibes and the, and the week one lesson is at the end of this. So if you're listening on podcasts or you're watching on Sunday stream, um, 15 minutes of the end of this is that lesson. Otherwise, everything uh, before that is not necessarily a replay of that lesson. So I hope you stick with the content today. But you're going to find it very interesting. Uh, students that were working with uh, this lesson on Wednesday night um, got in some pretty awesome conversations, uh, specifically around the feelings wheel. And we're going to take a look at that a little bit more and a little bit here. But before we get into that, just would like to talk about a few announcements going on in our ministry right now. We got a few things going on. Um, we are continuing to do the best we can on indoor meeting. It's it's working well. We're going to continue to meet at the church offices over on Marshall Road in Shakopee. Uh, that's great. We can spread out on the three floors. We use the common area. We use the actual office space. Uh, if the weather continues to cooperate, we can even get outside. We have proper lighting out, 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 on the, uh, out on the parking lot in the grassy area. So we got a good space. So we're going to continue to meet out at the church offices until we move into our new building. However, circle this date. Uh, this would be 1118. This is not this Wednesday, but it's the Wednesday after. And this will all be communicated out via email as well. But we are, we are going to be meeting on that Wednesday over at the junior high where we typically have Resonate Community Church. We're going to be meeting in the Junior High Auditorium. It is our annual blanket making night and movie night where we support Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So we'll be getting together and celebrating uh, our, our ministry with, with, with Sleep in Heavenly Peace and just do a little bit to give back to those guys uh, and help create some blankets for, for, for families and kids who are going to be receiving a bed from Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So just a little way our student ministry can support that amazing ministry. Uh, so we're really, really hoping you can make it out on the 18th, Wednesday night. We're gonna extend that time. We're gonna be, we're, it's gonna be about a two hour session that night. We'll put a good movie on. We'll get the sound cranked up pretty good. You'll have some, place, some space to visit with some friends, make some blankets, hang out with the volunteers. So it'll be a super, super great night. Just a good chill night and a little way to give back to our, our ministry. All right, well, without any further ado, I just would like to pray us uh, off to get started here, and then we'll be getting into our content here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for uh, 
everything you provide us with to get us through. Tonight, we're going to be taking a look at emotions, emotions that we are wired to have and how we can help, how you can help us navigate through that because sometimes times can get really, really challenging and really, really tricky. And, um, and sometimes we react in ways that we're very proud and sometimes we react, re we act in ways that we kind of regret. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here. So God, thank you so much for just, just being there with us and help us lean into you when we, when we run across emotions that are hard to control. We love you. Amen. So welcome back uh, here. So before we get into our content of vibes from our friends over at the Orange Curriculum, we'll be sharing that lesson in just a moment here. Um, this is week one. A couple, couple comments and a couple thoughts as we get into this. So first of all, uh, the timing of our, our message students, it could not be any better as it ties in so wonderfully with, <coughs> excuse me, with what we are studying uh, at our Resonate services right now uh, with Pastor Curtis about staying positive. And positive, of course, is an emotion. Uh, but one of the things that we really want to focus on in these, in these challenging times, you know, as we continue to navigate into our, our fall months and into our winter months, and so many of us are just doing school in so many unique ways, not to mention all the other stuff going on in society right now in the aftermath of a very tumultuous uh, election. We have racial tension in our in our um, in our nation, we have COVID nineteen. Of course, there's so many things going on, and of course, there's also really really great things that are that are that are going on too. You know, you think about all the holidays that are coming up. Uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Christmas, of course, what a great time to 
to just focus in on God, but also what a great time to spend with your families and friends and just really, really great, <coughs> excuse me, really, really great opportunities. The point being is that emotions can range <laughs> from really, really high to really, really low very, very quickly. And um, one of the things that we want to just make sure we're so clear about in our ministry as followers of Jesus is that we have these emotions, anger, frustration, sadness, happiness, uh, and they can range from, uh, they can go in all sorts of directions. They can, <laughs> they can turn on the dime, it feels like. But the, and it's very easy for these emotions to just become the boss of you. These emotions can just become the, they can just dominate your life. Uh, they can just become so intense that it's all you're thinking about. And we'll get into that in a minute. But the big theme here we're going to be coming back to is this idea that these emotions are there. We're not going to deny they're there. They're going to be there. They're not going away. And we have to navigate them in a healthy way. But we also want to make sure we, we leave a lot of space for God to move. We leave a lot of space for God to, to make a difference in our lives. It's incredibly, incredibly important. We don't want to navigate these emotions alone. So with that, we uh, took a look at a resource that we'll be coming back to over the course of the series. This Vibes series is about, a, I think it's a four-week series. And we have completed week one, and in just a little bit, we're going to replay the lesson from week one that was played on Wednesday night. And like I've said in the past, it's never a bad idea, even if you have seen that, to go and watch it through again. I know I watch these, vi these videos, these lessons a couple times through, and even as an adult, I pick up on new information each and every time. But the other resource we talked about that we'll be coming back to is this feelings wheel. I know it sounds kind of funny, the feelings wheel, we're going to get all touchy-feely with our feelings, and it's not really that at all. But it's a really cool resource um, that we use to, um, to help navigate our feelings. And so this will be popping up on the screen in just a moment. And, um, and here it is. So this, the feelings wheel is, is a really interesting piece of uh, information here. And basically what you do is you start in the middle here. And if you see, there's six different major emotions that pop up. You have happy you have surprised, you have scared, mad, disgusted, sad. All real feelings. Well, in my group, our small group that we were with on uh, Wednesday, excuse me, on Wednesday, we talked about just the fact that it's interesting that most of those feelings in the center are all negative. Uh, there's only a couple that reflect positive emotion, but anyway, it is what it is. It's like still, nonetheless, still a great resource. Um, so interestingly, though, if you look at the happy uh, quadrant or a triangle piece of the pie, technically it is one of the larger pieces of pie. Um, and if you look at like disgusted, you know, technically look at it, it actually is a smaller slice of the pie. Anyway, just an interesting observation as we look at this. But anyways, we, as we look at this chart, how you navigate is you start in the middle and let's say you're feeling mad. Okay, so you're over here in mad. And then if you go to the next ring, you start working your way out, you'll see that mad connects in with these lighter red, pinkish uh, emotions, uh, ranging from triggered, aggressive, frustrated, angry, hateful, let down, salty, and humili humiliated. So basically what this is saying is that if, you, if you're feeling mad and you go to that second ring, you can, this, this, this resource can help you identify what... Uh, specific feeling that you're feeling. So let's say you uh, someone let you down, 
Okay, so you go from mad and now you're over here on let down and you're, and you're just helping yourself organize, organize yourself, so your feelings. So if you're mad, maybe it's because somebody let you down. So, there, so now you're on that let down space, okay? So you're a little more specific. You know, now you know why you're mad. You're mad because somebody let you down. And now look at this outer ring. Now let down branches off into two other emotions that are quite specific and all and, 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 and letting down could be related to potentially you felt betrayed, you were betrayed, or you were disrespected. And now all of a sudden, if you look at this feelings ring, you're asking, you can say to yourself, okay, I'm mad, but specifically I'm betrayed. Specifically I am, it was because I was disrespected. And you can work this through into countless other pathways. If you look, if you go to any of these uh, pieces of pie and start breaking it out, going by ring by ring, but staying in the path, staying in the lane of the named emotions, you can actually get a, a little better idea of what actual, what actual feeling and what actual emotion you could be feeling. Okay, so here's why this is important. Here's why this is important. Prayer. It's really helpful in prayer. So, if you're feel, going back to our example, if you if you're feeling mad and it's because somebody let you down, and ultimately it was a feeling of betrayal, your conversation with God gets a whole heck of a lot more specific than it was when you with with just using the emotion of, of mad. Think about praying to God with those specific feelings, those specific emotions. I'm mad. Well, I am mad, God, but it was because I was disrespected. It was because I felt betrayed. You can get very, very specific in your uh, prayer with God, and and not to mention there's some there's some, there's it's it, 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 it's healthy to know exactly what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. So um, so just a little example of how the feelings wheel works, the feelings ring works. We're going to be coming back to this over the course of, the, of, uh, of, our, of our time together on Wednesday nights. I hope you find it interesting. I know I do. I think it's interesting. I know our volunteers have looked at this and we've had some really interesting conversations just about it, even as adults. So it's not just a student thing. I think we can all use a resource like this in our lives just to help organize the way we are thinking. So, so with that, we are now going to move into the actual lesson for the week. This week, this week is uh, the first week of our, of our lesson called Vibes, or our series called Vibes. This is our first uh, lesson on it. And there will be some references to the feelings wheel. There will be some references to emotions and how they can be the boss of you and how we want to lean on God. So we have some excellent, excellent ideas forthcoming. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to our friends over at Orange and they will take it away. So enjoy week one of Vibes. I'll see you after the video.
When I say the word control, what comes to mind? Probably nothing positive, right? I mean, most of us don't have all the positive vibes when we think about that word. Why? Because who wants to be controlled? Nobody. Who wants to be told what to do? Again, nobody. In fact, as teenagers, I bet you feel that more than anyone else. When you're in high school, you're basically expected to act like an adult, and at the same time, a lot of your life is still under the rules of schools and sports teams and leagues and parents and coaches and teachers and so many others. And that can be really annoying. <laughs> I think most of us would agree that we don't love the idea of being under someone else's control or being told what to do. We all want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. It's just a part of being human. But here's the thing. As much as we resist the idea of being under control, all of us are, every single one of us. We would probably never say it this way, but all of us are controlled in some way or another by our emotions, our moods, or our vibes. And if you've ever been around younger kids, you know this is especially true. I mean, take away a cookie or ask them to share their toy and you'll feel the bad vibes very quickly. But it's not just a child thing. I mean, this is a teenage thing, but it's also an adult thing too. How many times have you seen an adult let their emotions get the best of them? Probably more than a few times. And I'm guessing you can remember a situation where your own emotions got you in trouble. I mean, maybe you got into an argument with a parent and you said or did something in the middle of that argument that led to you getting grounded. <laughs> your anger took over and you faced the consequences. Or you said some pretty terrible things about another person because jealousy took over. And you look back and you think, what was I doing? I mean, that doesn't even sound like me. Sometimes our emotions take control. And when that happens, we don't always make the best decisions. In fact, before we go any further, I want you to take a minute and think of a negative emotion that has the most control over you. What's the one emotion that when you feel it, it almost always seems to take over? What's the emotion that shows up most often, sometimes without you even realizing it? Is it anger? I would definitely say it's probably that one for me. Is it anxiety, maybe jealousy, loneliness, guilt? I mean, this list could go on and on. We all have one, I have one. But chances are, we've learned in some way or another how to monitor this emotion. We can cover it up when we need to, or we may slam the door when we're angry at home, but when a teacher makes us mad, we don't slam the door. We may let jealousy control us when it comes to an ex, but we don't do anything stalkerish about it, or at least we shouldn't. <laughs> we can monitor our feelings and emotions to a certain degree, and sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. So do you think monitoring is a solution? I mean, what if there was a better way? What if there was a solution that went beyond just monitoring? The thing that I love about Jesus is that so much of what he teaches is helpful for everyone, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not. And this topic is one of those areas. And he invites people to do something that goes way beyond monitoring emotions. The cool thing is that if what he says is true, then it has the potential to make all of us free. And isn't that what we all really want? Freedom? We don't wanna be controlled by anyone or anything, including our emotions. And it seems like Jesus is offering a solution to just that. So this passage begins with Jesus and his disciples, which were like his 12 closest friends. It's found in the Gospel of Mark, which if you don't know who Mark is, that's totally okay. He was this guy who actually wrote down the first person account of one of Jesus's closest friends of what it was like to walk with, talk with, and just 
hang out with Jesus. And now we get to read that story in what we call the Gospel of Mark. So in that story, the Pharisees, who were known for being really religious, and the teachers of the law, which is another group of people who were also known for being religious, asked Jesus a question. Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? I know that sounds weird, but in other words, here's what they're saying. Why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? I mean, come on, sanitize, it's gross, right? But you have to understand that back then, I mean, we're talking 2000 years ago, there was very little water available. And when you did have some, you weren't thrilled at the idea of pouring it out all over your hands to clean them. But they were actually talking about something bigger than hygiene. See, the Pharisees were bothered because of what it meant religiously to not clean your hands. They were actually accusing Jesus of breaking what they would call the law of the elders, which was a law that was passed down by word of mouth through generations among the Jewish people. And that's important, don't forget that. But it's also important to note that there was the written law, which Moses had received much earlier from God. That included the 10 commandments, as well as 103 other commandments. And it was really tricky because sometimes the oral law was in conflict with the written law. The whole situation was so confusing. So if you're confused, I feel like maybe I'm a little confused right now, it's totally okay. But Jesus speaks right into what matters most. And he answers their question in sort of a genius way. Instead of just coming for them directly, like with his own comeback, he decides to quote somebody that they would have respected highly, the prophet Isaiah. Look at what he says. He says, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. And then, in case it wasn't totally clear at that point what Jesus was getting at, he sums it up this way. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. In other words, Jesus is saying, you're not trying to lead people closer to God. You're looking to make power plays that keep you in charge and keep other people under your control. And that's not the way that God works. But Jesus still isn't done. Look at what he says next. He says, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside of a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. <laughs> Meaning, the fact that the disciples didn't wash their hands doesn't make God mad at them. Big surprise there, right? See, what Jesus is saying is God is bigger and better than all of that. Back in the day, God gave people the law because he had their best interests in mind. He wasn't trying to keep himself happy by controlling and manipulating their behavior. And Jesus basically says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? Yeah, I know it's kind of gross to think about. It's really a biology lesson that he's giving them. He's saying what goes in must, you know this, come out. But what comes out of a person's mouth? Those are the things that actually defile them. Basically, what he's saying is we aren't in conflict with God because we accidentally eat the wrong thing. We're in conflict with God when what comes out of our mouths hurts the people that God loves. And spoiler alert, God loves everyone. I mean, that was the whole theme of Jesus's teaching, that God loves you, the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, the person next to you at school, beside you in the car, in your neighborhood, and on and on and on. God loves people. In fact, 
you could say that everything Jesus taught really centered on that idea, how we love God by loving other people. But we're not gonna stop there. Because when Jesus talks about what puts us in conflict with God, he talks about how the source of our offensive words and deeds is inside of us. It's the emotions that we're trying to monitor and control. This is what Jesus said. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, haven't you found this to be true if you really think about it? Everything begins with just a thought. Jesus mentions murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, and folly. <laughs> and every one of those things begins with a thought. And that last word that he says, folly, that really sums it up. I mean, folly is just bad judgment. And your greatest regrets with your friends and family were probably the result of bad judgment. Anytime you look back and think, how could I have made that mistake? Why would I do such a thing? Or why would I say something like that? That's folly. And Jesus is saying all that stuff starts in your thoughts and emotions. And he cares about what could happen as a result of it. And here's how this is connected to what we're gonna be talking about the next couple of weeks. The negative emotion that we try to monitor, the anger that we don't seem to have control over, the FOMO that gets us in trouble and causes regret, the fear that we look at and wish we could just chill out about, the guilt we're trying to hide from or, or just play off. It comes from our internal environment, our emotions. So for the next couple of weeks, we're gonna start paying more attention to the world inside of ourselves. And we're going to try to form a habit of telling ourselves that it doesn't have to control us anymore. Maybe it controlled us in the past, I mean, maybe we let it lead us toward making some mistakes or even hurting other people, but not anymore. We're going to stop giving it that type of power. Now, here's the reality. Emotions aren't always bad. Emotions are part of being human and they help us figure out what's right and wrong around us. But when they control us and they make us do things that we don't wanna do, when they keep us from living the full life that Jesus intends for us, then our emotions aren't helpful anymore and we have to rethink how we're handling them. To do that, I want you to remember one simple truth. Because of Jesus, emotions don't have to be the boss of you. Jesus is a way better boss than any negative emotions you feel and he can give you the strength to stand up to that emotion that's trying to control you. The truth is, this doesn't come naturally. I mean, we live in a culture that doesn't really help us see and talk about the emotions that we have going on inside of us in a healthy way. From what we see, to where we go for advice, or even what we listen to. I know that that's been an issue for me in my life, and it might be that way for you too. We can be made to feel weak or overly sensitive for talking about our emotions. I've felt that way before, but here's the truth. It's good for all of us to learn how to name what emotions we're experiencing and then learn how to keep them from controlling us. Because when our emotions control us, we end up doing or saying things that hurt ourselves or others. This is so important and this has been so impactful in my life. So there's just two things that I'd love for you to try. First, think of the top one or two emotions that you have the hardest time controlling. I mean, these are the emotions that control you more than you'd like. Maybe it's anger, fear, insecurity. Like. Maybe it's anger, fear, insecurity, jealousy, greed, anxiety, or, or something else. What is the one emotion that no matter how hard you try, it just keeps showing up? And then second, start checking in with yourself. 
this week. I want you to begin asking yourself at the end of each day, how am I really doing? This is a game changer. As you look back on the day, I want you to pay attention to the emotions that were a big part of it. Don't ignore them. Give them thought, focus, energy, and attention. I mean, were they positive or negative? If there were some negative ones, are you still holding on to them at the end of the day? Or what caused you to feel those negative emotions? And is there something you need to do or talk to somebody about regarding that? I mean, was it a person or a situation? Pay attention to the emotions you're holding on to. Are you mad at someone? Did someone say or do something that hurt you? Look, as uncomfortable as this may feel to do, there's a reason why we start here. Because the feelings we hold on to overflow into the lives of those around us. And that's a really big deal. We need to figure out what caused them and how we can handle them. We weren't made to ignore emotions and we weren't made to become numb to them. If we ignore them, they can come back stronger than ever and wind up controlling us. If we numb the negative emotions, then we wind up numbing the positive ones as well. God didn't create us to not feel. Feeling is, is good, even the difficult stuff. That's why it's important that we pay attention to what's going on inside. We just have to figure out what to do next. And if you're a Jesus follower, this is a big deal for you because emotions aren't meant to be the boss of us. Jesus was meant to be the boss of us. And he is a way better boss than our emotions. And how do I know? Well, in the Gospel of Matthew, written by one of Jesus's closest friends, he writes out the words of Jesus when he said this. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then another time, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How good does that sound? In other words, Jesus is a way better boss than any vibe or emotion we feel. He's worth listening to when it comes to how we handle the emotions that we have. And if you follow him, you'll find this out for yourself. Because of Jesus, emotions don't have to be the boss of you. Well, that is a wrap for today's Sunday stream, or maybe it's a Monday stream or a Tuesday stream or a Wednesday stream, Thursday, Friday stream, whatever day of the week it is, just throw the word stream after it and uh, it's over now. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found um, this to be uh, intriguing and quite personal um, as you just navigate possible ways to uh, interpret your emotions. So we'd just like to thank our friends over at Orange like to thank our volunteers. We'd like to thank our students for showing up each and every Wednesday night and, and jumping in here uh, digitally with us on the Sunday stream. We're so grateful for all of you. But most of all, most of all, we want to thank our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him, we are we're really nothing. We are really, if you really think about it, we're really nothing. So uh, we're so we want to give so much love and glory to our amazing God. And with that, I'll let me close this in prayer here. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for today. Uh, thank you for uh, just providing us with people in our lives and support in our lives to help us navigate our emotions, whether people are with us to celebrate and be excited with us when great things happen or there's people that we can lean on uh, and reach out to in times where it's not so fun. We're just so grateful for the supports in our lives. So we just ask you to 
bless each and every one of us as we, as we navigate our weeks. And uh, we pray everybody gets to come back together on Wednesday night safely and uh, continue to spend time together with you. We love you. Amen. Well, friends, enjoy your week. And I uh, can't wait to see you on Wednesday night and uh, or maybe even on Sunday morning over at Resonate. So take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Well, hello and welcome to today's Sunday stream. It is October, November. Oh my goodness, hold up. <laughs>